Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 275. We finish Job today, reading chapters 39 through 42. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Carol Williams. This is the Daily Reader for day 275, Job chapters 39 through 42. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. Job 38, 1-3 Were you expecting this? Dress for action like a man is a call to combat. Job has challenged the Lord, and the Lord has arrived to call him on it. Remember what caused Job's misery to begin with. Look back in chapters 1 and 2 if you need a refresher. Job was a man in whom the Lord found no fault, yet now he's called to account. So was Elihu right that Job was speaking wickedly about the Lord? Read the rest of the Lord's answer and discover. As always, notice what gets repeated. The Lord always speaks out of the whirlwind. Twice the Lord commands Job to dress for action like a man. And twice he rebukes Job's friends. You have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Furthermore, the Lord's entire answer to Job is devoted to his role in creation. Just swim in the details from the world of living things, of weather, of geology, and of the cosmos. In the middle of today's reading, the Lord asks Job a question. Shall a fault finder contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Now Job does in fact answer, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. Job's closing statement mirrors this attitude. I had heard of you from the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. At the end of today's reading, which concludes the book of Job, you're allowed to answer the question, is there resolution? Or is it sufficient that Job is now content to see the one of whom he has heard? Is it also sufficient that the Lord has acquitted Job, who has spoken of him what is right? This is wisdom literature. The Lord is the subject, the primary actor, and the author of the story. It is our choice, like it is Job's, to engage and be satisfied. Our verse for this week is Luke 16:13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Job 39 through 42. Now let's read it. Job chapter 39. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving of the does? Can you number the months that they fulfill? And do you know the time when they give birth, when they crouch, bring forth their offspring, and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong. They grow up in the open. They go out and do not return to them. Who has let the wild donkey go free? Who has loosed the bonds of the swift donkey, to whom I have given the arid plain for his home and the salt land for his dwelling place? He scorns the tumult of the city. He hears not the shouts of the driver. He ranges the mountains as his pasture, and he searches after everything. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Will he spend the night at your manger? Can you bind him in the furrows with ropes, 
or will he harrow the valleys after you? Will you depend on him because his strength is great? And will you leave to him your labor? Do you have faith in him that he will return your grain and gather it to your threshing floor? Wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are they the pinions and plumage of love? For she leaves her eggs to the earth and lets them be warmed on the ground, forgetting that a foot may crush them and that the wild beast may trample them. She deals cruelly with her young, as if they were not hers. Though her labor be in vain, yet she has no fear, because God has made her forget wisdom and given her no share in understanding. When she rouses herself, she laughs at the horse and his rider. You give the horse his might? Do you clothe his neck with a mane? Do you make him leap like the locust? His majestic snorting is terrifying. Paws in the valley and exalts in his strength. Goes out to meet the weapons. He laughs at fear and is not dismayed. He does not turn back from the sword. Upon him rattle the quiver, the flashing spear, and the javelin. Fierceness and rage he swallows the ground. He cannot stand still at the sound of the trumpet. When the trumpet sounds, he says, Aha! He smells the battle from afar, the thunder of the captains and the shouting. Is it by your understanding that the hawk soars and spreads his wings toward the south? Is it at your command that the eagle mounts up and makes his nest on high, on the rock he dwells and makes his home, on the rocky crag and stronghold? From there he spies out the prey. His eyes behold it from far away. His young ones suck up blood, and where the slain are, there is he, Job. Chapter 40 And the Lord said to Job, Shall a fault-finder contend with the Almighty? He who argues with God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once, and I will not answer. Twice, but I will proceed no further. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. Will you even put me in the wrong? Will you condemn me that you may be in the right? Have you an arm like God? And can you thunder with a voice like his? Adorn yourself with majesty and dignity. Clothe yourself with glory and splendor. Pour out the overflowings of your anger, and look on everyone who is proud and abase him. Look on everyone who is proud and bring him low, and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them all in the dust together. Bind their faces in the world below. Then will I also acknowledge to you that your own right hand can save you. Behold Behemoth, which I made as I made you. He eats grass like an ox. Behold his strength in his loins, and his power in the muscles of his belly. He makes his tail stiff like a cedar. The sinews of his thighs are knit together. His bones are tubes of bronze, his limbs like bars of iron. He is the first of the works of God. Let him who made him bring near his sword, for the mountains yield food for him, where all the wild beasts lay. Under the lotus plants he lies, in the shelter of the reeds and in the marsh, for his shade the lotus trees cover him, willows of the brook surround him. Behold, if the river is turbulent, he is not frightened. He is confident, though Jordan rushes against his mouth, Can one take him by his eyes, or pierce his nose with a snare? Job, chapter 41. Can you draw out Leviathan with a fishhook, or press down his tongue board? Can you put a rope in his nose, or pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many pleas to you? 
Will he speak to you soft words? Will he make a covenant with you to take him for your servant forever? Will you play with him as with a bird, or will you put him on a leash for your girls? Will traders bargain over him? Will they divide him up among the merchants? Can you fill his skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hands on him. Remember the battle. You will not do it again. Behold, the hope of a man is false. He is laid low even at the sight of him. No one is so fierce that he dares to stir him up. Who then is he who can stand before me? Who has first given to me that I should repay him? Ever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs or his mighty strength or his goodly frame. Who can strip off his outer garment? Who would come near him with a bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? Around his teeth is terror. His back is made of rows of shields, shut up closely as with a seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another, clasp each other, and cannot be separated. His sneezings flash forth light. His eyes are like the eyelids of the dawn. Out of his mouth go flaming torches. Sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils come forth smoke, as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals, and a flame comes forth from his mouth. In his neck abides strength, and terror dances before him. Folds of his flesh stick together, firmly cast on him and immovable. His heart is as hard as a stone, hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid. Crashing, they are beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it does not avail, nor the spear, dart, or the javelin. Counts iron as straw, and bronze as rotten wood. Arrow cannot make him flee. For him, sling stones are turned to stubble. Clubs are counted as stubble. He laughs at the rattle of javelins. His underparts are like sharp potsherds. He spreads himself like a threshing sledge on the mire. He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. Behind him he leaves a shining wake. One would think the deep to be white-haired. On earth there is not his like, creature without fear. He sees everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. Job chapter 42 Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Hear, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I despise myself, and repent in dust and ashes." After the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now therefore, take seven bulls and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job shall pray for you, for I will accept his prayer not to deal with you according to your folly for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite, went and did what the Lord had told them, and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. And the Lord restored the 
the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came to him all his brothers and sisters, and all who had known him before, and ate bread with him in his house. And they showed him sympathy and comforted him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a ring of gold. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. And he had fourteen thousand sheep, six thousand camels, one thousand yoke of oxen, and one thousand female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. And he called the name of the first daughter Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karen Hapuk. And in all the land there were no women so beautiful as Job's daughters. And their father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. And after this Job lived a hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons four generations. And Job died an old man and full of days. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible.